you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. All right, your NFL championship weekend is set. That's it. Those are the four that are left. The 49ers take on the top-seeded Eagles in Philadelphia on Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern kickoff on Fox. Then change the channel, AFC Championship rematch on CBS is Bengals Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium. Nate Burleson told us the studio show will be there. Everyone's going to blow the coverage out of the water. It's going to be an awesome weekend of football. Hell yeah, it is. Welcome inside Good Morning Football, our job to lead up to the coverage. Yeah. Presented yeah. by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. It's Tuesday, January 24th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Jay, your first time round in retirement off season, yeah. but take us back to what this feels like for the teams that are remaining to mm. be one of four as you prepare for this kind of weekend. Oh, this is a ton of fun. I think the way we used to look at it is now you go into the wild card round, division round, and each and every week you're just playing for an opportunity to practice. When the game ends and you win the game, it lets you know that, all right, on Wednesday we're coming back and we get another opportunity to practice, which means our season can continue. As we saw this past round, there's teams that you come in and it's a crash landing. You go into that game, those teams that play Saturday and Sunday, and then the next day you're in and you're literally cleaning out your locker, having exit meetings, and that's it. You leave the facility and you're gone for months. There's also this thing where the franchise of the Final Four, their staff – We'll go to the Super Bowl site this week, and they'll do logistics yeah. training, and really? they start dipping their toe in it. So Eagles and Niners will be in Arizona. Cincinnati and Kansas City in Arizona. And you just get a little taste, and if you're the team, it's like it's one game away, and yet it's still so far away. Mm-hmm. That's, kind of a, that's kind of a trick because, like, God forbid, you don't right? want to jinx yourself, but, like, got to be prepared. 
The T-shirts are, the t-shirts are made. Somebody's t-shirts wearing them, and the rest of them are getting sent out somewhere and right. never to be seen again. Right. Got to make them. Got to make them. Let's talk about it. All right, time for Lee Block. In last year's Super Bowl, you saw Joe Burrow, you saw the Bengals. They came up a yard short as they tried to manufacture a game-winning drive. This was heart sickeningly heartbreaking. Oh, ultimately they fell twenty-three to twenty to Aaron Donald and company. The Rams got their rings, and the Bengals. They walked away with nothing. Super Bowl appearance, that's what they got. The Bengals are back. Better than ever. Just ask Joe Burrow. I think we're a more complete team. I think we're a better team. And we, we just seem to, to make plays when it counts. That's all there is to say. What do you guys feel like you're more complete? I think, I think our line is better. I think our run game is better. I think our defense is better. I, I just think our special teams is better. We're just overall a uh, much better team than we were last year. So Joe's feeling pretty good about his squad. He should. He should. They look great in Buffalo last weekend. His squad hasn't dropped a game since Halloween. And mm. he just dismantled the Bills on the road in Buffalo. Now they head to Kansas City, a team they've beaten three straight times out, including mm-hmm. last year's AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. What would a return to the Super Bowl mean for Joe Burrow, just him as an individual. Yeah, I think we talk about the conference then, and I think we've looked at it uh, the last 12 months as being Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and Burrow kind of being the third man in, and it's, hey, guys, I'm in the conversation also. I think it would then be Burrow, space, Mm. Mm. Mahomes, Mm -hmm. space, Mm Allen, because mm-hmm. if Burrow can beat Patrick Mahomes four times in a row and beat Josh Allen the one time, we're talking about a guy who's got not only the, the resume, but the mental and, uh, I guess, psychological warfare over his opponents. If Burrow goes 4-0 against Mahomes, that's that's more than just a trend. Now, someone hit me up yesterday. I was talking about it, and they were like, uh, you know, Jake Plummer was 3-0 against Tom Brady. It doesn't mean Jake Plummer's a better quarterback. Okay. Are they getting frosty about that? People are getting very sensitive, especially Kansas City fans. I understand. Saying, saying get out of here with that. It, it's a team game, and, you know, if if Andy doesn't abandon the run and gives Jarek McKinnon the ball in the second half, maybe we win that playoff <laughs> game last year. <laughs> That's a take. If, if this oh. doesn't happen, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. But I look at it as it's a quarterback league, and I know it's not quarterback wins versus quarterback wins, and they're never on the same field at the same time facing against each other, but... Joe Burrow goes 4-0 against Mahomes and 1-0 against Allen. How am I saying that Joe Burrow is not the first guy in the AFC? This game is huge. I know Mahomes' ankle is banged up. I know that the Chiefs are the one seed and at home. Um, I I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation on Monday morning from a big-picture standpoint about Joe Burrow in that AFC. I think those three guys... They're head and shoulders against most of the NFC guys. I think Jalen Hurts is in that conversation mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got to kind of put up a couple of years for us to say. Yeah. Right now, it seems like it's one, two, three, and Mahomes is still at the top. He's the MVP. He's the whole thing. But if Burrow beats Mahomes on Sunday, how could you make the argument that. that Mahomes is better that. than Burrow? I hear that. For sure, uh, Joe Burrow is just a, a bad mother. Shut your mouth. You know what I mean? And the way he's playing right now. The better than Mahomes and all of that, I think that's another debate. I think what Peter's saying is you can choose whichever quarterback you want. I mean, you talk about these guys, it's almost like close your eyes, put your hand in the head, take one of them, start your team, and you're totally fine. But as you go into next season, it's like, all right, who's your AFC favorite? Going into this season, yes, I know every single Bengals fan in the world had the Bengals going back to the Super Bowl, but a lot of other people were talking about the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to be able to rebound and be able to go to the Super Bowl. 
Now you're looking at it as, oh, no, like this is the Cincinnati Bengals and this is Joe Burrow. Like they're the AFC favorites. And this is what the Bengals have been telling us throughout the last <laughs> end of the season oh. of just like, hey, you guys oh. keep talking about this neutral side game, coin flip, and all of these other things. Joe Mixon said it like, we're the big dogs in the AFC. Like we're the ones who went to the Super Bowl last year. I do still think for Joe Burrow, him getting back to the Super Bowl, as big of his accomplishment it is, like – you got to win it now. Like, they did that last year. They surprised everybody. They got for to sure. the Super Bowl. They just fell short. But for Joe Burrow, when you start talking about legacy and this, that, and the third, like, now you got to go out there and actually win the game. Jim Kelly, Hall of Fame quarterback, he went to the Super Bowl four times, wasn't able to win it. Yeah. Frank Targeton went three times, wasn't able to win it. Joe Burrow, for the trajectory his career is going on, like, go out there. They can get there. Like, go win that game. <laughs> I know. I know. I also like if there's if they beat the Chiefs and then they lose 31 to 10 to the Niners or Eagles in the Super Bowl, then you're in that division. Mm-hmm. I, I just I look I go back. I remember being at the Super Bowl in Miami, mm. and it was the next morning, and the Chiefs and Mahomes had just beaten the Niners, and it was like, all right, well, Patrick Mahomes is the face of the league, mm-hmm. like, and he is going to sit there for the next decade, and it's just all Mahomes, and we've never seen this type of talent and everything. Or maybe it'll, his reign will last a few years, and maybe it, it ends this weekend. Joe Burrow, if he, again, beats Mahomes, beats Arrowhead again, and at 26 years old goes to the second Super Bowl, look, he's got that twinkle in his eye. He's a great quote. He's great on Instagram. The TikTokers like him. The old heads like him. <laughs> like, that is the guy who, like, all of a sudden now, Joe Burrow is in the Razor commercial and the Tostitos commercial, and he's drinking the Pepsi. And then you go to the Super Bowl and win the whole thing. And then we're like, all right, Joe Burrow is now the face of the league. He's the best quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's the standard moving forward because I don't think the, the record over Mahomes is insignificant in any way. Andy Reid abandoning the run in the second half, yeah. notwithstanding. Yeah. I see the victories, and I see the dubs, and I see how he plays. And yet, Mahomes, on one leg, beats Burrow and defends his turf and plants the flag in Arrowhead and says, no, 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 this is my conference. Mm. Like, we're in this, like, nuclear struggle yeah. in the AFC with the quarterbacks. We're trying to decide who's yeah. the best. This is the summit. This is the United Nations getting together, Burrow versus Mahomes this weekend, and whoever wins is like, they plant their flag. Do you feel like big. Allen was knocked down a notch, and like he's not? Sure. it's now one or the other? It's not one or the other or the other? Well, look, life comes at you fast. I remember 20 minutes ago, it was Lamar Jackson. Like, he was the MVP, and he was the guy in the playoffs, and like, he doesn't make the conversation now. Two years ago, the MVP of the league was Aaron Rodgers, and he's not in the conversation in the NFC, so it, it comes at you fast. It does. Yeah, we have a gift of riches, obviously, when it comes to watching the quarterbacks in the AFC. But the question, what would a return trip to the Super Bowl mean? It's not, the return means nothing to me. Mm. You're just going to become a guy that, it's great, your team's great. I don't think Cincinnati, I don't think the Bengals as an organization, have the luxury of just being that really great team that made it to a couple of Super Bowls. You are consistently viewed as an underdog. You are consistently underappreciated, no matter how good your team is you got to go out and win this thing. Yeah. If you want us to start looking at you differently, Burrow, the team, the coaches, anybody, you have to go out and win the Super Bowl. That's the only way you are going to stop being annoyed in August when someone doesn't pick you to win your division, when someone puts you just in the wild card, takes you out of the playoffs. you got to win this thing if you want the entire narrative because I think this is more of a like a market issue with Cincinnati, that like kind of the little brother in Ohio, sure. if you will, mm-hmm. in the Midwest – uh, bro's got to win it. That's the only way that this is going to change the trajectory of his narrative and legacy 
within the NFL. It's a good take. That goes back decades. That goes back 40 yeah. years. I mean, the Bengals lost a couple of Super Bowls yep. when we were kids yeah. or before we were born, too. Right. Never cashed that one in. It'd be yeah. interesting if they go and lose the NFC. It's true. Yep. They're kind of the from, almost team. From a history standpoint, Buffalo Bills going four straight times. As insane. we look back at that, is that like a... <laughs> the greatest run in team Is that like a history. huge accomplishment? Yes. Accomplishment. Or is it, accomplishment. It's an unbelievable accomplishment. Was it at the so. time, or do we look at it now as that? I thought polarizing. it was, a, wasn't it a laughing, kind of like a yeah, laughing sure. thing at the I time? I mean, the Norwood jokes and all that. It got right. weird after yeah. the second, then there was the third, then yeah. it was like, right. and the fourth. Yeah. So I feel like so we still talk about those teams. teams. You could be like, that's yeah. cute. Remember that time that Joe Burrow went to four Super Bowls in five years yeah. the last year? It's nice. It's good for him. If he loses, Somebody if the wants. Burrow were to lose the Super Bowl this year, those yeah. Bills teams will come up again as exactly. the teams that go right. there and go there and you have to win. We'll see. He's got to get there, though. Let's welcome back Scott P.O. What up, Scott? Scott, your reaction to Bill O'Brien being hired as the offensive coordinator or an offensive coach. I don't even know if they have that title given to him just yet in New England. Peter, I want to see how quick you are on your feet, actually. That's why I just messed you. I unplugged the whole thing. Not bad, right? Unplug. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, Billy O. I spent time with Billy O. You know, for a few years when we first hired him. He had been uh, the offensive coordinator at Duke, and he came to us as an offensive assistant. But clearly, as soon as Billy O. got there, it was clear what kind of football coach is. He's very intelligent. He's very organized, very detailed, all the things that were very important to Bill and people on his staff. The other thing about Billy is he's a really good play caller. And, you know, it's funny, as Jason was just mentioning, he is, he's got a very strong personality in all of the best ways. And in that role, in that job, you can't be afraid of confrontation. And the thing is, Billy can do that, but he also is an incredible listener. Part of his confrontation is all about motivating people. So I think this is a really terrific rehire by the New England Patriots. Yeah, look, we've got a MVP in Mahomes. We've got a potential MVP in Hertz. We've got a first overall pick in Joe Burrow. And then there's Brock Purdy. Um, Kyle Shanahan was asked about Brock Purdy, and let's take a listen to what he had to say after the game. Every time he got his one or two reps of practice, just how decisive he was and got the ball to the right spot and did it aggressively, um, never seemed unsure of anything. And um, so he kept earning more reps. And the more reps we gave him, the more um, he continued to look the same and didn't take any steps back. And then he carried it over to some of the preseason games. So um, by the end of that, it was pretty um, easy to see how Brock was coming. And we knew he without we knew we wanted to keep him on the roster and not risk him going to practice squad. So it was a decision we had to make. I think a lot of people thought the sky was falling after Jimmy Garoppolo went down. It was enough to go through the Trey Lance injury, not to lose Jimmy, but the offense has gotten better. When everyone was calling for the 49ers to sign a veteran quarterback, mm-hmm. you told us that San Fran should give the kid a shot, and now Purdy is one game away from the Super Bowl. Your reaction uh, to this whole situation and what Kyle Shanahan has done to set this up for Purdy to succeed? Well, Peter, just a quick thought on what he said about Purdy during the preseason and during practices. It's almost exactly what we had said about Tom Brady. We couldn't expose him to the practice squad and think that other people might have a shot at him. And I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady. But the other thing is this. Kyle is all about the details. He is all about making sure that he has a very good sense of who the player is. He's a terrific evaluator. He saw what Purdy was. He saw his strengths. He saw his limitations. He consistently plays to Purdy's strengths. And one of the things that happened this weekend that I really, really loved was the fact when we had that part in the game where it was close, it was nip and tuck, 
And young players will sometimes try to do too much, particularly young quarterbacks. He didn't do that. And you could see they kept cutting to the sideline where Kyle was talking to Purdy, and he maintained that. The other thing that happened in this game that was really good is, you know, Brock Purdy has made some mistakes, but he doesn't make any mistakes that are fatal. That mistake that he made on that one play where he threw the ball out of bounds, he didn't realize that there was a possibility that the clock didn't stop until the ball hit the ground out of bounds. So Kyle probably loved that play because they were able to have one tick on the clock to get the field goal, to get the game up, but also to have something to critique the player about later and teach him something. Scott, let's go to the flip side of this matchup. You've told us before how uh, you played a part in Nick Sirianni's NFL career getting started back in Kansas City. Eagles fans love to see him show his personality, and kind of everyone else's fans are like, who is this guy? In press conferences, on the sidelines. Is the Coach Sirianni experience that we are getting today the same Nick Sirianni you knew back in Kansas City at the start of it all? Jamie, yes and no, and I'll explain this. So Nick is an incredibly passionate person and one of the most ridiculously competitive people that I know. And there's always internal competitions and things that are going on between the coaches and all the football operations people. Nick was always very much into the competition. And when things were very very private and close together, Nick would sometimes, I don't want to say over-celebrate or taunt, but it was right on the cusp of that. But he would do that with all of it, all the people in the office unless, you know, maybe Coach Haley was around or someone in an authoritative figure because Nick always paid attention to not overdoing it. But what this is is part of Nick's personality. And, and if you know Nick and what a kind soul he is and what a good human being he is, none of this is intentionally being disrespectful to people. He's just a genuinely passionate guy. It's funny, I remember when he first started in 2009, we sat down and he wanted me to watch some highlight tapes of Mount Union, dominant program that he played at. And what you saw of him playing at Mount Union and some of the post-play celebrations or maybe that post-play excitement is exactly what you see on the sidelines today. We might have to get some of those Mount Union highlight tapes and, and put them out there to see Sirianni <laughs> out there balling in his college days. But, Purple Scott, Ridge. not much uh, celebrating going on in Dallas right now. Another year, another disappointing mm. playoff loss to the 49ers. As a member of a front office, at what point do you say, you know what? Multiple free agents, star players, all of this going on. We just need to blow this thing up and start over. Is Dallas at that point, or do you just kind of treat, keep trying to make tweaks and figure it all out? You know, Jason, I, I think they have a good roster. I think we all believe that they have a good roster. The problem is that their roster is always preceded by a lot of hype. And it's not about blowing up the roster. It's about making sure that players are held accountable and play to their abilities. One of the things I think we've seen consistently with the Cowboys is there ends up being so many distractions that, and maybe expectations that are unrealistic. And we will see them not be able to play and perform up to the level that they are. Again, the confidence is important. You can be confident about your football team. But as I learned a long, long time ago in this game, not just in the NFL, but in college and in high school, you know, you can never, you must make sure that your play can back up all the talking. And if you have expectations that are unrealistic, you're putting players, coaches, and a lot of other folks in a difficult position. They're a good football team. They just need to bring some of that other stuff together. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, so although the season ended with a loss in Philadelphia, the Giants have plenty to be proud of this season. That's a way to look at it. GM Joe Shane and head coach Brian Dable will now have some decisions to make, though, this offseason, starting with the contract of their quarterback, Daniel Jones. Here's what GM Joe Shane had to say about his QB yesterday. Uh, we, we'd like Daniel to be here. Again, he, he said it yesterday. There's, there's a business side to it, but um, we feel like Daniel played well this season. He's done everything that we asked him to do. And, you know, again, there, there's a business side to it. We, we haven't went down that road yet. Um, you know, we still got to have our meetings with our staff late in the week, and uh, we'll devise an off-season plan. But we, we haven't had those meetings yet, but uh, we would like to have Daniel Jones back. Hopefully we can get something done with his, his representatives, and that would be the goal to build a team around him where he could, you know, lead us to win the Super Bowl. I like the commitment out of the GM in that press conference. We want him here, but then it's not going all the way to like, yeah, we're going to just like throw the bag at him. So did Daniel Jones do enough to get himself a long-term contract in New York? Yeah, without a doubt. I don't think there's a question. I think it's really more about, all right, what does that long-term contract look like? Like, what is the money per year when you start to break all of these things down? Because at this point, it's like, all right, it's at least $30 million. You start to look at some of those quarterbacks from Tannehill's at 29, Matt Ryan's at 30, Wentz 32, Stafford's 40, Prescott's 40. And now you, if you're the Giants and your GM Joe Shane is just like, yeah, I, I know those guys are making that, but 
You look at their play on the field, like that's not really the number that we're aiming for. So I think for the New York Giants, it's trying to figure out almost the same boat that Geno Smith is in in Seattle of what that number is to bring these guys back because both of them did enough to show like, hey, I'm the long-term quarterback. I'm an NFL starting quarterback. But now it's just like, at what price tag? I love this game so much. I love this league so much. I detest this part of it. Contract mm-hmm. talk. I hate. No, not even. value on him. Not even. I, I, and contract talk is not where I live, but mm-hmm. just the state of things in this era of quarterbacks. Of course, Daniel Jones should be back next year. It's just all this ridiculous, bloated, comp-based negotiation that their agents will do about... Well, Kyler Murray signed a $230 million deal, so we're not going to take a penny less. If it comes to that, it's so absurd that the idea that Daniel Jones is going to get 35, 40, whatever the hell, to get what? Like the, the 18th best quarterback in the league? The 20th? I don't even know. I'd like to see Daniel Jones back. Is there no middle class? We can never achieve it because the Giants are going to say, well, he's not worth it. And then his agent, who I respect, I don't even know who the hell he is, his or her job is to say, well, my client, I must get them this money. And they, and it's absurd. And, it's, and the quarterbacks get way overpriced and they submarine the organization because Daniel Jones is not worth that much money. And this, I just hate it. I hate it. I wish there could be a reasonable conversation about, I don't give a crap what anybody else earns. Based on what we're seeing from you, this is what we think you are, you're worth. But it's not that. You it's all what? about Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray and all this nonsense. It's not about Daniel is, Jones. Is any negotiation that way at all? Oh, wait, he can leave. Yeah. That's the thing. The ultimate threat let is, me, well, someone will pay him. Let me talk. Like, yeah. I, I think from the other side of it, like, mm-hmm. all right, so Daniel Jones doesn't sign what they offer him. Mm-hmm. Like, he tank tests the market. Mm-hmm. He's got a contract, and they didn't want to pick up this fifth-year option. So by them not picking up the option, he is allowed to go and test sure. the market. If I'm Daniel Jones... I'm, I'm seeing what else is out there. I'm looking around. I'm saying, who else Who else wants to, a quarterback? Because here I am, just took my team to the playoffs, divisional round, played well. And like, I don't know, if you guys aren't going to commit the big money, maybe someone else will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the Giants come in and they say, oh, three years, um, $70 million. That's what we'd like to offer you. And that's, he, that's, that's good money. But yeah, you think they wouldn't take that? That's good money. No, I think, I, I, that's I, not I, the going rate? I, no, I want the going rate. No different than we all sit at this desk and you're going to compare yourself to other shows, the ratings and all, all right. of those other things. It all comes into play in negotiations. That's the only way to know what my market value is. And to your point, free agency for Daniel it's Jones, both ways. it can work for or against you. Mm-hmm. Because now as soon as I have another team interested in me, all of a sudden... My price just went up. Free agency hits. Mm-hmm. No one's willing to pay that dollar amount. The Giants look at it and say, all right, well, we were here. We were three years 70, but no one else wants to pay you the 70. Well, now we're at 67 or whatever the case may be. None of these teams have walked away from the quarterbacks. They've right. all bent. Right. Yeah. yeah. Who's, who's going to mm-hmm. be the team? Are we waiting on, are the Ravens going to bend? That's mm-hmm. what we're waiting on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Are they? I don't know. I don't, that's the question. Uh, I think... The guys that are available versus the guy that's in the building, I think the extra layer to this is like, that's not Joe Shane's guy. Mm. Joe, Shane's not, Joe Shane did not pick Daniel Jones. Is that part of the not conversation? Not a lot available either, mm-hmm. though. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But Brock mm-hmm. Purdy looks pretty good. He's he a seventh round pick. Really yeah. cheap. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You take advantage of the moment. Part of the game. Chase straight ahead into the end zone. No! No! Touchdown! Mr. Relevant. Y'all getting the show out of this, huh? George Kittle. Mahomes, magic. Debo Samuel all the way. And the dynamite has detonated early with Christian McCaffrey. Try to run forward and go to the end zone standing. Down and purdy, baby. Let's go. He lets it fly. He is going deep. And it is caught for a touchdown. A.J. Brown. Sam Hubbard scooped it up and ran the length of the field. How about this Final Four? How about that? That is the power rankings by Daniel Hensis of NFL.com fame. And that is how he looks at the final teams remaining. He thinks the Bengals are the best team in the field over those two monsters in the NFC and over the team that's playing at home this weekend against them, the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow, that's incredible. I love it. And let's get him in here. That's not our take here. We have our own. But this is the man with the plan. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Good morning, Kyle. It's it's kind of wild. They keep asking me to write the power rankings, and there are four teams left, <laughs> so I must, and I do my best to rank it all. But it gets a little funky now, i got to admit, because we have a, a nice setup on Sunday where all four of these teams, you can make a real case as a Super Bowl champion. And then they ask me to put it one to four. It's kind of unfair, but that's I guess that's it. That's what I get paid for. It's great. Dan, I think your destiny someday is after the Super Bowl, you take the team that won it and don't put them number one on the yeah. rankings. That will be <laughs> your <laughs> ultimate apex yeah. mountain. But until then, the Cincinnati Bengals, okay, who you have at numero uno, they just absolutely dominated the Bills in western New York. Now they head to Arrowhead where they've won before and they've won in the playoffs before. From what you saw on Sunday in the divisional round, the Bengals, should they be the favorites going in against the Chiefs? I think so. I think the Mahomes injury obviously plays a huge factor. And when you break down who wins this game and, you know, 49ers fans are going to be rightfully annoyed if they've been following the power rankings. I had them at number one for six straight weeks. They 
win uh, against the Cowboys, but it's Cincinnati. I couldn't deny like the feeling I got while I was watching them that they just felt like a team of, of destiny in a way. And, you know, that goes back to how well that offensive line held up and how they kept Burrow clean and how they opened up huge lanes for Joe Mixon. Of course, those two number one wide receivers, the defense that put that whole Bills offense in a blender. But then above everything, of course, is Burrow. And he just has that look. I Like, I'm not losing again this season. And that was why I decided to put him at number one, because I don't think they lose again. Dan, let's move down the list. You gave the Niners defense their due and respect in your article, but let's focus on the offense. People have been waiting for the other shoe to drop with Brock Purdy. The shoe was nowhere to be found. He finds himself in the NFC Championship game. But is this rowdy Eagles home crowd going to be the factor that finally shakes Brock Purdy? Yeah, Jamie, I don't know if the the shoe didn't drop. I agree uh, against the Cowboys, but it certainly was a little bit of a – Okay, things are different now. This this is uh, we're deep into the playoffs, and for the most part, Purdy wasn't able to do whatever he wanted. If you think about that run that the Niners had with Purdy, and I think the four games leading up to the divisional playoffs, they were averaging over 38 points a game, and there were some crazy next gen stats about. Um, receivers being five yards away from the next closest defender when they were catching the ball in stride and and Purdy, none of that happened against the Cowboys and you score they scored 19 points. I think a similar thing's going to happen here. I think the Eagles defense is maybe better than the Dallas defense. So be, again, it becomes about the seventh round pick, not making mistakes and letting the de- this become a battle of defenses. It, that's what it is for me and Purdy is not letting the crowd, not letting the defense overwhelm you and make a few plays here and there. Yeah, look, Dallas, Dallas's defense is awesome. And yeah. Purdy hung in there. But I got to tell you, we, we talked about it. Jamie mentioned it yesterday. End of the first half, clock ticking. Gets it by a tenth of a point out of bounds and saves that field goal from Robbie Gold. That could have gone another way, and that would have been your big rookie mistake. But then again, by the skin of his teeth, he survived. Um, <laughs> you called Dak Prescott's performance on Sunday a maddening no-show online. We saw that tweet. Uh, Dak, okay, we're going to roll it back again next year. Do you believe Dak is still the guy that's going to get these this team over their playoff hurdle? Or do you think it's just too much for them to ever overcome? It's crazy, P, because I called it a maddening no-show, and the and the Cowboys Twitter account was somehow more harsh on their quarterback. But I think, like, I I think it's it's obviously a bit of a you know, uh oh, what is that? That was Dak's seventh year, and there are a lot of Dak heads out there and football Twitter smart people that will tell you when Dak is locked in, he's as good as anybody in the league, and and that's anybody when he and you saw it six days earlier against the Bucks, but. The true great guys, the guys like you saw with Burrow, for instance, uh, this past weekend, they rise to the occasion against the big time defense and make the plays. And they and there were throws, you know, this Gallup throw we're looking at here is a perfect example that came right after a near pick six to Drake Greenlaw, which would have been on Dak's tombstone if that ball gets taken back to the house. And then he has a chance to make up for it. And he's off. He misfires. And it was just a bad day at the office for Dak. And you just can't have too many of those, especially when you are QB one of D-A-L. 
Yeah, you said it. When you're QB1 of America's team, there's a lot of expectations that comes along with that. Another team that kind of fell short, the Buffalo Bills. It was kind of Super Bowl or bust mentality for them this season. Instead, they fell in the divisional round for a second season in a row. Tell us what you saw from Josh Allen, and what did you make of this Bengals defense being able to really shut them down? Yeah, you know, we grew up in the same area in New York, and you know, there was this thing as a Yankee fan growing up, uh, Buster Only, the great ESPN writer, coined it, called the Steinbrenner Doctrine, which was anything short of a championship is considered failure. And that became this guiding principle of the Yankees' late 90s, 2000s team. And it was suffocating uh, to that organization and the players who felt that pressure. And I couldn't help but think about the Steinbrenner Doctrine as I watched the Bills this season when it was always about, hey, we we were supposed to beat the Chiefs last year. We should have won the Super Bowl. So now it's like, let's get back to the Super Bowl and then win the thing. And you felt that pressure on this team. You felt that pressure on, on Josh Allen. And some of that, I think, is scheme-wise. It was not only it was like, you need to get to the next step and beat all these other superpowers. Do everything, uh, John. Do everything, Josh Allen. Well, they need to figure out how to, to help Josh Allen in a way that you're not asking him to be Superman. Because when you get against a big-time defense and team like Cincinnati, They'll find you out, and they did. Mm. I still believe in the Bills, though. They'll be back. Okay. okay. I like it. He is the king of power rankings, and if you don't like your ranking, he can be the king of pain. Don't miss the NFL Power oh. Rankings podcast with Dan Hansis and Colleen Wolf. New episodes every Tuesday. We love synchronicity. We love scrantonicity as well. Yes. Dan, you're the best. <laughs> love you guys. Have a good one. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. 